Hello and welcome to another episode of Sunukanam Sunukado podcast. I'm Fatundur and I'll be your host today. We have a very special guest um, on this episode. Her name is Mariama Fatajo and she's a victim of enforced disappearance. And she's going to tell us um, the ordeal that happened in her family during the Jami regime. Welcome on the show, Mariama. Um, thank you so much, Fatundur. Um, thank you for having me. Okay, um, this happened in February 2017, um, on the 27th, um, when my dad got missing. He went to a 40-day funeral at Karunol, which is a borderline at Fonyi, uh, and he never re- returned since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reported the case at two police stations. I can remember my mom went to Sibano police station, mm-hmm. and they referred her to Buyam police station. Mm-hmm. Since then, we don't get any... Uh, respond from the police that they have done their investigations so um, we later like few days to like one month mm-hmm. when he was missing um, I consult one man mm-hmm. he said um, okay he will try to get me to go to the state house and report as well mm-hmm. so this is how I went with my uncle and my mom too we went to the state house to report the issue they were like they haven't had it so we should give them chance before we broadcast it. That, uh, yeah. So we um, waited um, till up to date. Mm-hmm. They never get back to us to say this is what they find out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the family have been still now. I know my mom is waiting. Everybody is waiting, even me. I'm still waiting to know if he is alive or dead. The incident um, is like you wouldn't, when your family member died, um, just like that, you know it's got it real. Yeah. yeah, but when somebody got missing, you don't know what happened. You cannot bury him. You don't. You don't, You cannot even pray if he is dead or not. So it's it's really. I don't know how to call it, but yeah, the family is really going through a lot. It hasn't been an easy moment, and still not been easy for us. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that, Mariama. And I think what I'm getting from you is that you guys need at least closure to know what happened. Exactly. And I just want to bring this point up about the TRRC. Mm-hmm. Has this come up at the TRRC at all? Yes, we reported the issue at the TRRC, but the mandate of the TRRC didn't cover us because mm-hmm. it's from 1999 to 2000 January. So my father's incident happened in February. So TRRC didn't cover us. Oh no. Now that is a very painful one. Um, for the people who have reported at the TRC or whose stories have been told and they know at least what happened. Like I know recently Solo Sunday's family mm-hmm. just did the mm-hmm. burial. Mm-hmm. So for those people at least they have closure, they know how their father died, husband, brother, um the family knows. Um, in your case, you just don't, and it's painful to know that the government could have done something. They yeah. could have extended it mm-hmm. to to cater for all the victims of Jame. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm saying victims of Jame because that is a pattern of how mm-hmm. um, the previous things have, have mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to know what impact this has had on your life and also your family. I'm sure he was a breadwinner. He was mm-hmm. providing for the family mm-hmm. just to get up and disappear mm-hmm. one day. Um, that should be a lot for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has a really um, a big impact in our family since um, my father left. It's like I'm her first daughter and we are close. Mm -hmm. 
When I say close, we are very close. My father will always like the advice my father will tell me. Um, my mother will not tell me because we the Mandinkas believe like this. Um, um, you don't just expose your uh, other words to your daughter just mm -hmm. like that. You will tend to ask me konomatejang and all those stuff. But no, my father will say, "Come here. We the men like this. We the men like this." Mm -hmm. I got to understand so many things through my father. So when my dad left, it's still like it has a big gap in my life. Um, when I completed grade 12, um, I couldn't go further because we are nine. My mom has uh, nine children. Um, so I can't be that greedy that I completed grade 12. I shouldn't let the others also have that opportunity. So I left school. I can't go further. I let my sisters um, also have that opportunity, at least to also have the certificate of grade 12. She can't control that all. Um, so recently my sister completed and my brother too is, is in grade 12 and half another younger one. So we are actually 11, uh, 11. my mother has nine and my stepmom has two. Um, but my stepmom left um, since you can tell who where my father is. So you can't keep waiting for how many years. Mm -hmm. um, it's painful. So she left. Um, my mom is there. She's still waiting. I, I know it's it's not uh, my stepmom's in, in, intention to leave, mm -hmm. but she has to. Because yeah, even me, I would want to see mom move on. But she can't. She has a lot of responsibilities mm -hmm. to, to, to take, so she just can't. So um, you've said that you had to leave school so that you can give the opportunity to the other siblings mm -hmm. to at least also get um, um, high school education. Mm -hmm. But do you wish that you can go to school and what would you have wanted to study? Of course, I, I wish to go to school. Even recently, um, uh, uh, I just booked for a residing to... I, uh, journalism was always my dream. I wanted to be a journalist, but my mom was like, no, you are very stubborn, you have to do science. <laughs> she forced me to do the science course, um, which was not my will, but I want to change now to change my field and, and, and do what I wanted since now. It's not like I'm not under her control, but I have the liberty now to to study another thing that I know I can do better in. Okay. Yeah, that is very good. Um, so it looks like you will be going back to school. Inshallah, that is yeah. very yeah. good. Um, um, so yeah, uh, what do you wish to see happen? I know that I know you personally, and I know that you're doing work that is related to fighting for victims, empowering <laughs> women, especially women victims. <laughs> Um, but like, what do you hope that would happen from the work that you do, but also for your family and other victims as well? Well, um, I want uh, justice to prevail. Um, you see, Fatou, I, I would say we can't blame everything on the on Yajame. Mm -hmm. Most of the things he was not aware. It's the enablers, the supporters that give themselves the the the, the power to do certain things. In my father's case, I wouldn't say Yajame has a hand in it. Mm. It's the supporters. Okay. It's the supporters that has a um, hand in it. And can you, can you imagine in our village when this happened, nobody talked about it. Mm. Nobody said a word. I can remember in a village when your god got missing, we will, they will announce it in the mosque. Somebody said they, uh, he has lost the good. When, uh, if you found it, you can report. But in my father's case, something like that was never said in our community. 
So who was your father? And do you think his disappearance was politically motivated? Was what party was he supporting? And what where, where you lived? What Which of the parties had the most supporters there? What, what do you think really happened? Yes, um, my father is a political person, not, not just um, film one. But I can remember um, he supported UDP. And in, in 2016, um, when the election was just at the corner, he, would, he called everybody in the compound. The election is coming. You people should calm down. Go cast your vote. Come back home. Listen to the radio. I don't want any problem. Mm-hmm. This is politics. When it's over, it's over. So uh, he has a compound um, when you just come in into our village. Mm-hmm. Then he will be moving from that place to our main home. So um, he has this flag. He has a motorbike mm-hmm. that he tied the flag. He will be moving. So in our community, anybody that know Fony, you will know that Fony. I wouldn't say all is Jamaican supporter, but most the majority mm-hmm. is Jamaican supporters. Okay. It's APRC. Okay. So if you are anti-government, that is it. Okay. So your your family believes that it's the supporters of Yai Jame who might have had a hand in your dad's disappearance. Yeah, it's not even uh, I, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, I would say yes. We strongly know they are the ones. Because uh, even before he disappeared, he has a friend, uh, a Jola friend, that he went to to chat. So one of um, the friend's brother went to report him at the police station, Sibano police station, saying, my father was insulting Jolas. And the friend was a Jola. My father went to answer to the police station. He said, I'm not stupid. And my friend, too, wouldn't take that from me, insulting his tribe. So if such a thing happened and the community kept quiet, we see it as something that was planned. Yeah, something that was planned against him and... And they finally executed it, yeah, because he cannot just got missing with the motorbike. He went with the motorbike. Oh. Yes, the ground cannot open, honey, and 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 he entered in the ground like that. So he disappeared with the motorbike as well. Yes, and there's no trace of the motorbike. Nothing. Not at all. So did you guys confirm at the place that he went for the funeral that he actually got there at all? Yes. Um, somebody reported. Um, when the day we. Um, I can remember this day, I was sick. Mm-hmm. My dad was going in and out of his house. I was like, up to three times, I was like, what is my dad doing? What is he forgetting in the house that he is going and coming back? Mm-hmm. He, he gave a um, hand to my uh, stepmom to cook. That day, my mom was not around. Mm-hmm. He said, cook this for uh, the family. Leave some for me. I'll be back. Um, he went outside to the motorbike, come back inside, went out again, up to three times. I was lying inside. I was like, what is dad doing? What is he forgetting? When he left, then um, my mom took me, my stepmom took me to the hospital at Sibano up to around after seven. Um, so we didn't have car. He said she, she was like, call your uh, dad. We see if he is coming back, then he will pick us along. I called the number was switch off. Pop, it's like something just came into my mind. No, my dad's phone is never yes. His phone is never switched off. He makes sure he charges it every day. So when that happened, I was like, wait. I told my stepmom, something is happening. He said, hey, you, please try to call again. Maybe it's network. I said, no. I know it's never network. So um, when we came home too, I met my mom calling, trying to call, trying to call. I said, I called that too. I couldn't get through. She was like, 
that's what I'm also trying. So we tried throughout the night. We can't get, uh, get through. Um, so the next morning, we told um, my uncle. Then somebody came. My dad's close friend, son came in the compound mm -hmm. and said, um, and said, um, okay, mom, like we are used to your your friends. Mm -hmm. um, my he was called my mom. Mom, mom. yeah. Okay. Mom, okay. I heard that my dad got missing, so I called our village mm -hmm. to confirm if he really reached mm -hmm. at the forty days. They said yes. He was there at the forty days until it was over. Then he took the motorbike to go to the next village. Mm -hmm. So between the two villages is when he is not seen. So did they confirm in the next village that he said he was going to go, that he got there? Well, that was the job of the police. Okay. They should have done that to tell us if he really got to that village. And they should question the village because he left the other village and didn't get to the other village. How comes? But the police never get to us to tell us how it happened, mm -hmm. if they really do their investigations. Um, I'm really sorry again, Mariama. I know these are things that um, I can't tell you that I understand how it feels because I really don't. Mm -hmm. But um, I can only imagine. And this is, I don't think anyone deserves to be in a position like that. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the, the father figure that he was in your lives that would forever um, remain there. And that pain, that void can never be filled again. And I know I did ask a question about um, what you want to do mm -hmm. and what your work is doing right now. Mm -hmm. and what do you want to see happen? Mm -hmm. And if you were going to go back to school, what do you want to study and why? Yeah, um, I would want to study. Like I said, I wanted to be a journalist. Um, yes, and fight for people's rights. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Fatou, still now, it's like the former regime, what they were doing, mm -hmm. um, still now the same thing is happening. happening. People need to learn. People need to know their rights. Mm -hmm. People need to know what um, government need to do for them mm -hmm. and what they really need to stand for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, we vote for the government. Government can't come again to abuse us. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really sad that um, sometimes I'll be like, what is this DJ even here? Because the government is, is not even respecting it. Mm -hmm. We are fighting for what happened before not to happen again, mm -hmm. which is never again, mm -hmm. but it's like it's happening and again. So it's not really easy for for um, for us, the victims. Mm -hmm. um, as for me, uh, I would really want. I'm still waiting. Mm -hmm. I can't conclude that my father is dead. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can't really conclude it, mm -hmm. that my father is dead. So we are waiting. The whole family is waiting to see. At least we need to we need to know. The family need to know what really happened. I think the government need to help us with that mm -hmm. um, and tell us. We want to know. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Mariama. That was, I, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, what If you were, if you had the chance to talk to the government, what would you say to them? And I think you just said that yes. you would want for them to tell you um, what really happened because it is the job of the, uh, the, the government to protect its citizens. Mm -hmm. So if one is missing... Um, the government should be able to do whatever is possible, especially in the case where the family doesn't know what really happened. Mm -hmm. I think you guys deserve to at least know whether he's dead or alive, and if he's dead, to have respect, um, to pay the respect and bury him the right way. And sure. if he's alive, you have access to him again. Sure. 
and that I'm praying that um, God makes it easy for you and that the government takes responsibility and that to just encourage you to do the work that you do. I know it's um, it's one that cannot be paid because um, victims don't really have anybody else but um, people like you and me who really um, do this wholeheartedly to serve and to see that justice is served in Gambia because we really do not want to see what happened um, in, during the dictatorship to happen again. Yeah. And like you said, there's already signs showing that we really have not um, transitioned from that um, dictatorship to to, um, uh, to democracy that we're claiming to have. So thank you so much for um, coming on this podcast and to just remind the listeners that the reason this podcast is happening is just to inform people that there's still stories out there that have not been heard before and there's still people that are suffering in silence and we hope that um, the government can do its job with regards to reparations, with regards to still investigating um, cases that are still in limbo. Um, yeah, so this is why this podcast is really important to us. And, and once again, thank you so much. And thank you listeners for listening and see you on the next podcast, next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you.